This is Fox News. Coast to Coast, weeknights at 11 on News Talk 930 at 103.9 FM. K-R-O-E. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high-efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring, or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Since 1890, Stiefel has been committed to safeguarding the money of others as if it were our own. That means more than just building a portfolio. It means we're invested in you and your future success. And it means we're doing what's best for you, not just people like you. Stiefel is one of the oldest firms on Wall Street because we do things the way they should be done, and we've been doing it that way for over 130 years. Call Jeff, Doug, or PJ at Stiefel, 672-3434. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC, NYSE. Heads up, whether it's at work, at home, or play, take a few seconds to look up and locate any overhead power lines. When working outside, be sure to keep yourself and any tools or equipment you're using at least 10 feet away. Teach your children to fly kites or toys in areas away from overhead power lines and do not attempt to remove anything that has become tangled with a line. Always assume an overhead power line is energized and dangerous. A safety message brought to you by Montana Dakota Utilities in the community to serve. At Carpet Design, their showroom showcases the latest in carpeting, luxury vinyl, tile, laminate, as well as all types of hardwood flooring. You'll see what's new in color, texture, and technology. If your flooring is showing its age or you just are ready to make a change, come see what's new and exciting at Carpet Design. Every Saturday from 10 to 3, take 20% off on flooring in the warehouse. Large selection, too. Free estimates, 643 Riverside Street, Carpet Design. Are you wondering what your business is worth? Or have you considered buying or selling a business? Contact me, Alicia Cox, Certified Valuation Professional at Harker Mellinger to discuss how a business valuation can help you determine the proper values in gifting, estate planning, and the purchase or sale of your business. Harker Mellinger has been providing professional valuation services since 1995. Schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you. Harker Mellinger, located at 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Open Lines, Aaron Palmer. And good morning, Aaron Palmer, along with Ron Richter on Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. The numbers that you can call if you have something that you want to talk about are 674-4443 or 672-5763. Um, our poll question this week, Ron, if you would pull that up, please. What was it again? I am pulling it up. Okay. The uh, first Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question of the week, do you agree with... Uh, Senator Lummis's efforts to delist the Greater Yellowstone Ecosystem Grizzly from the Endangered Species Act. That and, was it, yes. Uh, the uh, results, pretty overwhelming. 268 said yes, they agree with uh, Senator's efforts. 
133 said no, and 35 are undecided. Overwhelming. Yeah, a lot of people are in agreement. Yeah, and this, I can actually, you know, I always kind of make fun of the undecided. Um, Mm -hmm. This I can actually see because there's two sides to every story, especially with something like this. Um, and, And I think the undecided are maybe I just don't know enough to say. Yeah that I agree or disagree, so I'm undecided. Well, and it, it is one of those things that people are kind of like, what is going on here? Because, you know, we've all heard, at least in our lifetimes, you and I, you know, over the last 50 some odd years, we've heard that, you know, the grizzly bears need to be protected in the greater Yellowstone ecosystem, blah, blah, blah. We've heard this for decades. But based on the numbers that we have, and this is Lummis's argument, is that the, the numbers are showing that they have rebounded. Yes. So, And it's pretty overwhelming. Right. I mean, there's what did, the, what did she say? There's like, I don't know, thousands or I don't know how many, but... Yeah, I think it's in the, uh, it? in the uh, little article there. Well, let me check this out. I know I did a story about two weeks ago on it, and it was pretty staggering. I actually did not know that's... Nearly 1,000 bears living in yeah, the GYE were uh, that high. So, and, and, and there's some pretty good data that goes back quite a few years that shows the, the escalation of the numbers. Right. So, it's, so the protections have worked. Yes. Now, the, the thing that gets me with this is, you know, there are still people out there that want to continue for this to be, for them to be protected, which, okay, there might be an argument for that. But when you're talking about an ecosystem the size of Yellowstone, it's not that big. It's not, you know, like a state of Wyoming or the state of Texas. It's a very small portion of a corner of the state. So there, you know, realistically, how many bears can be sustained in that ecosystem before it's a detriment to the the ecosystem? And I think that's part of the argument. Yeah, well, a detriment to the ecosystem in, I mean, to define that is basically a detriment to humans, to the bears, to other wildlife. I mean, you're... You're really impacting a lot of things. Yeah. Now you add the, the wolves into that, and then, you know, you've got two major apex predators in that system that are protected and are doing extremely well. And it kind of makes you wonder, yeah, maybe she's got an argument there. One, one of the things, yeah. when I was living in Oregon still back in the 90s, and they had the collared Yellowstone wolves that were being reintroduced, you know, in the, in the early 90s. They actually found a collared Yellowstone wolf in central Oregon. Right, you were telling me about that. That's crazy. And, you know, granted it was only one, but if it was a female that happened to be right. pregnant, you know, that's the start of a new pack. One turns into right. many. So people on the East Coast that are looking at this going, oh, they're endangered species, they need to be protected. Okay, to an extent. Right. But, you know, it's not like there's a fence around Yellowstone and they're all going to stay there. Well, you, you know, there, there's more to it than watching the movie Call of the Wild. Right. Yeah. And we've all, you know, let's take the grizzly bear for it. Because we were talking about this before we went on the air about, you know, what are the possibilities that bears are going to show up in other areas of the state? Say, like the bighorns. Mm-hmm. Because Yellowstone's only a little more than 100 miles away. Yeah. You know, seriously. And so, yes, and these animals have been known to travel long distances. Right, just in a matter of days. And yep. so you, you never know. And the only thing between the Pryor Mountains, which I've heard have them as well, I don't know this, I'm not a 
you know, biologist, but I've heard from people that, that, that there are grizzly bears or have been in the Pryor Mountains. And the only thing between the Pryor Mountains and the Bighorns is the Bighorn River. Mm-hmm. Bears swim. <laughs> Rather well, so, too. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those things that well, it makes you wonder. I, I, you know, one of the things that um, the Senator, <clears throat> Senator Lummis has, has really been uh, driving home the point is, is we should be celebrating the recovery effort instead of saying, no, we need to keep them listed. Yeah. I, I mean, the definition of the Endangered Species Act uh, basically says once it reaches a certain number, a certain point, it's, it's listed as a recovery. Mm-hmm. And if it's a recovery, then they're removed from the endangered species. I, right. I, I and just, there's no reason why, if it happens in the future, that there's all of a sudden a major kill-off for whatever reason right. that they can't go back on right. to protect them again. But, yeah, I, I, I see the point. Go ahead. Oh, that was it. That, oh. that was just my point. So I, I think she's really harping on the fact that, you know, this is a recovery. They have recovered. I, I mean, yes, at one time it was necessary to put them on the endangered species list. They've been on that. They recovered. The numbers have shown it over the years. And why are they still on the list? And I can wholeheartedly understand where she's coming from. Okay. According to the story that you had here a couple weeks ago, the Greater Yellowstone Ecosystem in 1975. So here, this goes back to, you know, I was nine years old when this happened. Um, There were 130. You're dating yourself, Aaron. Dating myself? You're dating yes, yourself. <laughs> so in 1975, there were 136 grizzly bears in the greater Yellowstone ecosystem. And now there's almost 1,000. And now there's 1,000. Yeah. So that's quite an increase. Because you're talking that bears are, you know, the mortality rate over that last 40-some-odd years, bears have died. Right. But they have still the managed circle, to... Yeah, the, there's the circle of life. Right. They so still managed to increase, yeah, to By a certain quite a extent. bit. That's it. We do have a caller uh, on the Jackson Electric open line. Caller, go ahead. Yes, I have a truckload of attaboys and attagirls for all the people last weekend that cleaned up along the roads and highways of Sheridan County. They did a great job, and I thank them very much. There, and that's what I have to say. Thank you. Oh, you're okay. Thank you so much. What happened last weekend that I missed? Apparently, some folks cleaned up along the highways. Was it no. just? <laughs> was there some specific thing that happened, or did everybody just yeah I, I volunteer did. and show up and do do some good stuff? I'm not honestly sure. I don't know. I hadn't heard anything. But I was, I'm glad he called in because I mean, when stuff like that takes place, I think uh, it should be uh, noted because. Yeah. At least someone is doing something about yeah. something. Give somebody yeah. some attaboys that yeah. deserve it. Okay. But yeah, I, I honestly don't know what he was speaking of <laughs> in particular. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Numbers to call on 9.30 a.m. and 103.9 FM KROE. The numbers to call 674-4443 or 672-5763. We're talking about the possibility of the greater yellowstone ecosystem grizzly bear being delisted lummis senator cynthia lummis has pushed that legislation through and nothing has happened at this point because i I think there's that when was it ron yeah i i don't know exactly off the top of my head but i think it's over the night they're waiting she's waiting for some response okay from uh the for not the forest service but 
the feds basically and it's overdue and they haven't responded yada yada but that's typical but they're hoping that maybe something will happen one way or the other this summer yes some kind of decision will be made um but with the way government's uh working right now Uh, yeah I, i i wouldn't uh i wouldn't bet on it don't hold your fingers. Yeah, I mean it's hold your breath, cross your fingers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, really, there's we're looking at a catastrophic situation right now. And I'm, I'm glad they all went on Memorial Day break with uh, leaving the country hanging. That was that was a mighty fine thing of our congressmen and congresswomen to do. Well, yeah, but that's just stuff my to do. Opinion. Let's go yeah. on vacation. Well, yeah, you know. gotcha. One of the things that came up with this that um, one second here. Sorry, I had to clear my throat. You had a grizzly in your throat. I did. I did. <laughs> um, you, did you hear about this grizzly that was killed over by Cody? Yeah. Right about the same time that all this was Where the was guy going. said it was a, he thought it was a black thought bear? It, yeah. Yeah. Number one, I've not hunted those, but my understanding is it's pretty easy to, tear, to tell those apart, isn't it? No. What one would think. Well, uh, Trevor, are you? Trevor's over there shaking Besides, his head. You know, it, it's three or four years ago, there was a... Um, the Wyoming Game and Fish did a program at the library, and the big their big game expert came over from Cody, and he was to prove his point. He had you know obviously he had a, a presentation with slides and stuff like right. not not slides but you know what I mean. So he had photos, and he was asking the people in the, there was a gathering of maybe I don't know maybe thirty or forty people identify which what kind of a bear this is, and half of us were wrong. Because well, not all I, black I bears, you. not all black bears are black. No, I get that. Not, not, all, not, not all color. Uh, yeah, and and uh, so. But I thought it was the major hump on the front no, shoulders. No, not necessarily. Really, it was it was pretty amazing. He was making comments that it's it's uh, a little bit more, you know. I think obviously we know what grizzly bears and black bears look like, but it, mistakes can be had. Right. This, the guy that shot the grizzly bear was hunting black bears. He did turn himself in. The next day, yes. The, the mistake right. can be made, I guess. It's just, you know, that's just, it, a mistake was made. He's going to pay the price for it. Um, that's just kind of the way it goes. And this was outside of Yellowstone. It was... Um, no, it's like Rome Matitsi. Yeah. yeah. Where? Rome Matitsi, wasn't it? Do, do, do. We got to have the Jeopardy theme going. Yep. It I says think- here, uh, well... The eastern approach into Yellowstone on fourteen, sixteen, twenty. Okay, so, so I'm assuming so it's, it's probably up by Wapiti, yeah, somewhere up there. Obviously outside the park. Right. And so are we looking at the possibility of more of these things, more of these kind of encounters happening because of... I don't, well, that's, I don't think it happens that often. Well, no, I mean, but I mean, I if mean, you get more bears identity, in that eco- like, ecosystem, it's, is the, does the possibility well, go all up? All I know is that a few years ago I had... Uh, Somebody tell me that if you're going to go hunt a fishing over in the Sunlight Basin outside of Powell and Cody, never go by yourself. No. Always go with two people. No. And one person fishes, the other person watches your back. Right. You don't fish at the same time. I, and that was just the, you know, and I, I've anecdotally talked to people that, you know, you, sometimes you don't hear them, you see them. Yeah. Hunters over there, hear them at night. Look, it's a game changer. And, and I mean... You're going to have mistaken identity. That's just going to happen. I don't think, you know, and it's it's tough when that happens. I don't like, you know, we don't like to see these animals get euthanized, like the bison calf that had the euthanized this last week because oh, yeah, no the idiot, you know, did that. I don't like to see that kind of thing. 
Mistakes will happen. The guy turned himself in. It wasn't malicious. It wasn't like he went out there and just blasted this grizzly bear just for fun. Because it was a grizzly. Yeah, because yeah. it was just for fun. And mistakes can happen. But to answer your question, Aaron, I, I think the likelihood of incidents like this happening more and more are, are probably likely, especially if the grizzly is not delisted because the numbers are going to continue to increase. Right. So in the next couple of decades, if it's not delisted, you, you probably will see more instances like this. Well, I mean, they're going to wander onto private property. They're going to get yep. on more public property. They're going to expand more, obviously moving. Right. They're not moving. Well, they're moving this way. Well, they're moving into Montana, yeah, Idaho, yes, all over. I mean, It's, it's yeah. the natural thing that's going to happen. Sure. Those animals and, have to have room, so they're going to move. Right. And and my take on this is, you know, a hundred and some odd years ago, there was, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that it was a great thing, but people hunted those things 150 years ago for a reason, you know, because they were creating problems with whatever, whether it was livestock, people, both, whatever. So if we can kind of keep them within the park ecosystem, I think, um, as they're doing now, for the most part, I think that's the way to go, and it should be good. So we do have a caller on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Caller, go ahead. Yes, another beautiful day in Sheridan County. It is. And it is, yes, indeed. Now, people did uh, hunt the bears, I'm sure, for sport and everything, but uh, they were actually a pretty good source of tallow and um, a uh, bearskin coat. Sure. It's actually pretty warm. That, uh, there's a, a lot of useful uh products if you harvest them properly um they, they weren't just slaughtered just for the heck of it but they were a nuisance to uh some people especially the outfitters well these bears come in and tear up their camps and everything i can see where the, the outfitters would be necessarily uh, against having too many bears around but on a different note here uh i was waiting in the waiting room at the ICU there in Billings, and there were some people talking about a hailstorm that hit lame deer. And uh, I don't know if I'd stand in a hailstorm and actually time it, but this guy said it lasted 27 minutes and just beat the tar out of the place up there. He said there was broken glass everywhere, and, and uh, those people really took a beating. Um, I think... Uh, Wayne Deer has a distinction of being picked on a little bit. The Japanese bombed it in World War II, you know. Or did you know? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah, the balloon bomb fell on Lame Deer during World War II. Oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's their, I guess their claim to fame up there is a, is a spectacular hailstorm and being bombed by the Japanese. Uh, I don't know whether I'd use that for bragging rights or anything like that, but um, anyway, those are two things I thought I'd pass along this morning. Okay. So, All right. All right. Thank you much. You guys have a good day. You Thank too. You. you as well. Hailstorm. Crazy. Yeah. 27 minutes? Yeah, that's a long time. Good grief. I remember a few years back, we were headed to Sturgis, and our daughter had just gotten married that summer oldest daughter and her and her husband new husband had gone all over the black hills and and you know on their honeymoon and whatnot and they got caught in a 
thunderstorm with hail. Oh, yeah. Major hail. The Black Hills is notorious. And this happened in Sundance, and they pulled oh. into one of those gas stations right there right. in Sundance, and right. they just got pummeled. The car that they were using was his parents' car, and well, <laughs> it, no it looked then. like a golf ball. <laughs> When it got done, literally, yeah. I mean, it was just dense the, 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 everywhere. The, the, it, yeah, they're so dimpled that it, it yep. literally resembles. Yep. Yeah, we had a car totaled when we had the big hailstorm here several years ago. I got caught in one. I was driving to Sturgis and had the camper on the trailer and blah, 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 and so forth. And I was going down the interstate toward the Black Hills, and it hit. And, of course, everybody around me and the cars and the vehicles were panicked. Well, so I ended up pulling over underneath an overpass and waited it out. And it was 10 or 15 minutes, but not 27 minutes. Yeah, that was a long, long time. time. Yeah, when was that big hailstorm we had here? 2011, 12-ish? Yeah, a long time ago. It ruined a brand new car of ours, though. Literally. <laughs> we had just gotten married and our first, first purchase was... Uh, Parked on the wrong end of town. Yeah. Gosh, uh, that 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 afternoon because it really got the south southern side of yes. town. Yep. And our house, I took about we just took a few hits, you know, with with the larger hail because we don't you don't typically we don't get those great big, the golf ball size. No, not and here. I, and I, I remember mm-hmm. sitting at home because it was late afternoon, wasn't it? Yeah. And I heard this whack. Yep. On the roof, and then I hear another one, and then I thought, what the heck? And then all of a sudden, it was just it was several came down in our area, but. I know that uh, I saw the pictures of uh, your car, Ron, and yeah, it was when, when you can see that hail can blast windows out. Yep, that's pretty scary. It was it was a beaut. If you're out on the interstate and something like that, that could be a little unnerving. Oh yeah, when, oh, yeah. When, I can when only when imagine. Windows start to break out. That's what happened yeah. to the kids. They lost yeah. windows in the car, and, and yeah. it, like I said, it looked like a golf ball. It was terrible, it's terrible, and that just that doesn't happen very often, but. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break right there on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. We'll come back and talk about some more stuff right after this. electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, they have a wide selection of estate jewelry, including gold, silver, and platinum. With new items arriving weekly, now is the perfect time to stop in. Items include pre-owned Rolex watches, vintage and modern rings, pendants, earrings, and more, all at great values. They're also buyers of gold, silver, and platinum jewelry, paying maximum prices for diamonds and fine gemstones. So hurry in to Legacy Diamond and Gems, where quality and value are always in style. Legacy Diamond and Gems, 11 North Main Street, downtown Sheridan. 
Moss Holders Design Center Memorial Day Sale is going on now. Save on every single purchase, store-wide, in-stock, or special order. Find your favorite recliner, sofa, sectional, or mattress. Choose from lots of in-stock dining and bedroom groups. Complete your look with new wall art, table lamps, area rugs, and more. Let Moss Holders help you refresh your home's look in time for summer. 12-month no-interest financing is available with approved credit. Moss Holders Memorial Day Sale ends this Monday. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Spring has sprung, knock on wood. And Sunlight Federal Credit Union would like to celebrate with a new CD special. They are now offering a 20-month CD with a 4.34 annual percentage yield now through the end of May. It requires a $1,000 minimum deposit and early withdrawal penalties do apply. So stop by one of their locations in Sheridan, Cody, Powell, and Warland or take a look online at sunlightfcu.com. Member NCUA and equal housing lender. Sunlight Federal Credit Union, building a brighter future together. Radio is a great career. Sheridan Media employs a number of people in various capacities, including advertising sales, news, promotions, business administration, and engineering. If you or your organization would like to know if there's a job opening at Sheridan Media, send your mailing address request to Bob Grammons, General Manager, Sheridan Media, P.O. Box 5086, Sheridan, Wyoming, 82801. We'll send a notice to your organization or group every time there's a full-time job opening. Sheridan Media is an equal opportunity employer. Are you excited about summer in the Bighorns, or are you a little worried about wildlife encounters? Take the Wildlife Encounters for Dummies quiz, and let's see if you'll survive your next encounter. Presented by Mandy Koltiska with Century 21 BHJ Realty. Here's a quick example for you. Let's say you're peacefully camping when a group of mischievous raccoons tries to steal your food. Do you A, invite them over and offer them a beer? B, Throw food over at the campers in the adjacent camp spot, hoping they'll follow it. Or C, start fishing and show them how to bait a hook. Time's up. The correct answer is, uh, I guess you'll have to take the quiz to find out. Wildlife Encounters for Dummies. Will you survive your next encounter? Sponsored by Mandy Koltiska with Century 21 BHJ Realty. Remember, it's all fun and games until a drunked out bear hits up your campsite. Stay safe out there. Take the quiz for a chance to win amazing prizes at SheridanMedia.com. That was great. That was great. Perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, visions of cocaine bear dancing <laughs> through my head. And, then, and the new movie coming out, Meth Gator. Yes. <laughs> it's coming. Sci-fi is going to make yeah, all Meth kinds Gator. of stuff now. Uh, Jackson Electric open line Friday numbers to call. We're talking about whatever you want to talk about, and we got some things, some topics we'll bring up. But if you got something you want to talk about, numbers to call six seven four 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 three or six seven two five seven six three on nine thirty a.m. and one hundred three point nine FM KROE. Um, Ron, one of the one of the things that we were talking about was the Greater Yellowstone ecosystem grizzly and its possibility of being delisted. What was the the uh, results of the First Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question. Do you agree with uh, Senator Lummis' efforts to delist the uh, grizzly from the Endangered Species Act, the Greater Yellowstone mm-hmm. Ecosystem grizzly? And uh, pretty overwhelming. 268 said yes, 133 said no, and 35 were undecided. Curious, why, why would somebody vote no on that? Just because probably they think it needs to continue to be yeah, you protected? Yeah, I, I, I'm all for the endangered species list. Mm-hmm. If it's an endangered species, yeah, I you know, I, I mean, that's, and I think that's her argument. Yes, is is the the data shows that it's been a recovery. 
Uh, so I'm, I, you know, there's, there's two sides to every story. I understand that, but I mean, you really can't dispute the numbers that show that over how many years that the the population is where it needs to be, if not more. All right. So, it, it isn't that the whole impetus of putting an animal on the endangered species list is to have it recover? Exactly. So I, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, well, all the argument is still out there. Yeah, you know, but <clears throat> and, and I don't know if anything's going to get accomplished. Um, if the government has anything to do with it, it'll be difficult at the least. There is so much political BS going on right now that I don't know how much is going to... Uh, <laughs> Agree. That's, in that's, the break, we were talking about this. It's, let's talk about some of the Yellowstone experiences because Trevor had said that last year he went over to Yellowstone, him and his significant other, the lovely Linda, had gone over and they saw quite a few bears while they were there. When I got married the first time, uh, the first wife and I had gone to Yellowstone and the Tetons and we just spent like two weeks over there just going through and just having fun, you know, just seeing the sights and whatever. And <clears throat> one of the places that we stopped was at Mammoth, and we were camping in her dad's pickup. We had a big camper on the back and blah, blah, blah. So we were camping in that. And in the middle of the night, we it, it felt like there was an earthquake, literally. We're like, what is going on? Because the truck was just going back and forth and back and forth. And, of course, it was pitch black dark in the middle of the night. So I was trying to figure out what was going on, and I kept hearing these noises. So I opened up the door on the camper, and I saw something in the doorway. Had no idea what it was, but it was coming in. And so I backtracked into the camper, and all of a sudden this head pops in. It was a bison. Are you serious? Yeah. And what it had done is on the tailgate where it was down for the camper, you right. know, to sit in the back end, it had rubbed up against it <laughs> and then figured out, hey, I can scratch my yeah. hind end with this thing. So that's what it and was doing. And that's what it was moving the... And it was moving the <laughs> truck, scratching its butt end with this thing. And uh, then when I opened up the door, it turned around and went, huh? And it stuck its head right... And the whole head took up the entire yeah. door. Oh, and large. I was just shocked, going, whoa, what is going on that here? Crazy. And it finally backed off and didn't do anything. But, I mean, Wow. You know, good morning. I was hoping you would have said it was a Sasquatch. <laughs> That's what I was, I was, I was hoping. I was like, come on, this is a Sasquatch story, isn't it? No, but no, I've never seen it. one of those. I've, you know, I've been up in the woods in Oregon where I, you know, had the weird feelings and whatnot. Right, no, I've never seen one. Yeah, never seen one. It, j just along those lines. Okay, you would think now with all the GPS and in, in all of this cameras satellites everything everywhere we've got cameras in every corner of the woods and yada yada hunting cameras on trees blah 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 and we still don't have any good footage of a sasquatch no and it all seems to be either you know a blur squatch or you know whatever e either that or they are one heck of an elusive creature right i don't know i mean there there seems to be pictures and video that come out that do come out periodically where you that kind are, of go, yeah, well, yeah. maybe, maybe so, but it's still not maybe they definitive don't exist. proof. What? Maybe <laughs> they don't exist. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> another maybe we can add to the list. Maybe yes. it's uh, BS. Well, that's always I a possibility. Have you ever found a dead one? 
No, Haven't ever no. found remnants of a dead one, skeleton, And anything. there's a thousand different arguments to why, and, and there's a thousand other counter-arguments to it. So-called Bigfoot-type right. animals in every state, I think, has them. Well, I think eventually... I, do I think they exist? Yeah, I do. I really do. Because there's something going on. You're not going to have... It's all the weed they're smoking in Oregon, is what it is. <laughs> well, it's and not just in Oregon. Then, and it's then not just in Oregon. It's Oregon all and over. Washington. It's all over. They yeah. have them in Missouri. They have them in Texas, whatever. Well, yeah, and they have so, them in Nepal, the Yeti. Yeah. I mean... There's something there. Whatever it is, it, it can't be just... It, it, you can't write it off as, as mass hysteria. You can't. But, but I there's just, something there's no there. There's huh? no proof. You see, that's, proof. I, I, I want to believe. There's no proof of, of gorillas until, you know, but just recently. Still, I, I want to believe, but with the no tech, proof. technology we have now, you would think something would surface. And it may. I, I mean, I'm, we. You, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, just, just for uh, an example, look at Google Maps. I mean, we can take imagery of this entire Earth. And zoom in on it from satellites up in space, but we can't find a yeti in the forest. And we have we have cameras that we can uh, that are you know the infrared yes, cameras at night that and can the, pick yep. up heat at yeah. night. Yeah. So, but there are videos or photos of certain so things like that that they haven't Fake. proven anything. Fake. But make you go wow, and they can they can show differences in height and size and whatever else that make it make you realize these are not humans that are out there. So there's something there. I just hope that at some point we figure it. Okay, we need to go. We're completely off subject here. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a little Sasquatch talk. <laughs> I wonder if the uh, he makes good jerky though. Are the jackalopes going to talk about this at some hey, point? The thing is, will the Sasquatch make it to the endangered species list? Though is what I want to know. We'll find out in the future. I love your story though about the bison. You're you're kind of lucky you didn't have a, a little bit more extreme encounter. Oh, it's, it's, I was shocked. I mean, half asleep. I you know the dude I was just looking to scratch his itch. Yeah. And, you know, he wasn't looking to hurt anybody, right. which was great, because, but it was just shocking that <laughs> half asleep and all of a sudden there's this bison head in this the middle beast. of your doorway. I was like, whoa. And there wouldn't have been a dang thing we could have done if he wanted to get, you know, violent. Nothing we could have done to no. sit there and take it. Yep. Um, let's talk about something else. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. If you have something to talk about, uh, 674-4443 or 672 Five seven six three, and uh, one of the things that I saw this week that was interesting is Wyoming's population uh, is increasing, and mm -hmm. especially not everywhere, of course, but Sheridan, Buffalo, Sheridan County, Johnson yeah, County are Wyoming. seeing yeah. increases. Gillette is even seeing uh, population increases. Casper, Cheyenne, both lost. Interesting. Yeah. Wonder why. I mean, I think there's people that maybe wouldn't want to live there that live elsewhere. But, I mean, if you're there, why would you leave? I don't know. But let's talk about that. Sheridan Buffalo increase. Um, I think, see if it here. Nice Sheridan's place to live, both places. Pardon? Both places are pretty nice places to live. Well, that's true. And it wasn't huge increases, but um, according to this, and, and this is as of July of last year, so the, you know, the, the numbers are a little... They're always behind, behind right? Because yeah. they have to compile them. It was just a little over nineteen thousand people in Sheridan, which is surprising. I didn't realize Sheridan was that big. Mm -hmm. 
Buffalo is sixty. Excuse me, four four thousand six hundred and one. Which that kind of it fluctuates, but it kind of has stayed there for twenty, thirty years ish. So not a huge increase. But each town, um, Sheridan had an increase of. Let me see if I can find it here. Oh, didn't say how many it was. It was like just a couple of hundred people. Um, Buffalo increased by 78 people or 1.7% increase in, I think it was just a year. In a year's time. Yeah, and that, that came out from the state, didn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. the state um, report. Economist was he. Winland Liu, yes. uh, chief economist with the Economic Analysis Division in the State Department of Administration and Adm Information. That's who it was. The numbers that compiles this. Yes. Yeah. Yep. The the numbers dude. And Wyoming's largest cities, Cheyenne and Casper, both lost population. Cheyenne lost one excuse me, four hundred fifty-six residents, still not a lot in the overall scheme of things. But I guess when your population is sixty thousand, that's a pretty yeah. pretty good number. Anyway, Cheyenne's population was sitting at just under sixty-five thousand after they lost their number. Casper lost 220 residents for a population of 58,000, just under 59,000 people. And for years, Casper was bigger than Cheyenne. And now Cheyenne's reclaimed the top spot, so, and has had for, I guess, quite a few years. Yeah. Um, interesting, because we always kind of view Wyoming as a rural state. 69% of the population of Wyoming lives in a city, in incorporated areas. Isn't that yeah. crazy? That's actually a lot more than I thought it would yeah. be. Yeah, I always thought it would have been the opposite, which for I guess for a lot of years it was, but 70%. So a lot of people out in the uh, rural areas are moving to the, the cities, apparently. Or they're being incorporated around them. Yes. One of the two, which, which could be. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> So, of Wyoming's estimated 581,000 people, 400,000 live in cities in the state. Isn't that crazy? I would have never thought. No, I always thought Wyoming is more rural than yeah. that. But, yeah, 30% of the population lives in rural areas. Anyway, interesting. We're going to go ahead and take a break on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, and we'll come back and talk about whatever you want to talk about or more of what we're talking about right after this. Plug into Jackson Electric and you'll feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Spring has sprung. Knock on wood. 
and Sunlight Federal Credit Union would like to celebrate with a new CD special. They are now offering a 20-month CD with a 4.34 annual percentage yield now through the end of May. It requires a $1,000 minimum deposit and early withdrawal penalties do apply. So stop by one of their locations in Sheridan, Cody, Powell, and Warland or take a look online at sunlightfcu.com. Member NCUA and Equal Housing Lender. Sunlight Federal Credit Union, building a brighter future together. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, they have a wide selection of estate jewelry, including gold, silver, and platinum. With new items arriving weekly, now is the perfect time to stop in. Items include pre-owned Rolex watches, vintage and modern rings, pendants, earrings, and more, all at great values. They're also buyers of gold, silver, and platinum jewelry, paying maximum prices for diamonds and fine gemstones. So hurry in to Legacy Diamond and Gems, where quality and value are always in style. Legacy Diamond and Gems, 11 North Main Street, downtown Sheridan. When you hear the name Noah's Auto Glass, what do you think of? Do you realize that we can service more than just passenger vehicles? Hi, this is Cindy. Here at Novus, we can repair and replace glass in semi-trucks, farm equipment, construction equipment, RVs, and classic vehicles. We can even come to you. If your restoration project has gotten overwhelming, we can help get you over the top. Stop in or call today to make an appointment. Novus Auto Glass, 347 North Main, 672-0139. Download your favorite Shared Media radio station app to your smartphone. It's easy, and you can listen to your favorite station anytime and any place right from your phone. Type in sharedmedia.com forward slash app. Choose the station you want to download, select install, wait for the app to download. Listen to your favorite Shared Media radio station anywhere, anyplace, anytime. Sharedmedia.com forward slash app. Sharedmedia.com forward slash app. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday on 9.30 a.m. and 103.9 FM KROE. Numbers to call 674-4443 or 672-5763 if you've got something you want to talk about. We talked about the Greater Yellowstone Ecosystem Grizzly and the uh, possible delisting. Uh, Senator Lummis is pushing that, and we won't, we won't get into it uh, at this point. But she's pushing legislation through at the federal level trying to get this, uh, yes. get some kind of a decision made on this. Yeah, you just get the ball rolling, yeah, for lack something. of a better term. Some, yeah, but, you know, I mean, we've touched on it and taken our shots at but <laughs> everything. It, it, right? You know, the snail space of government. Yeah beautiful thing yeah. we do have a caller that has been holding thank you caller you're on the jackson electric open line friday go ahead good morning good morning good morning i wanted to change the subject a little bit sure um i, I don't know maybe there's people out there that I, I haven't had a chance to verify anything but um there was some information on facebook um about the salutatorian valedictorian selection process in school district one at bighorn okay and they, i heard that they were putting names in a hat and drawing the names for the salutatorian and valedictorian which it seems to me is is completely wrong these kids spend four years of high school you know striving to be the best that they can academically, not necessarily, um, you know, uh, in sports, but academically, because that's what we're trying to turn out is, is quality students. 
And if they're not recognized for their hard work and dedication to bettering themselves through education, um, through a lottery process, they lose out on that. I just, I, I, I can't see how that's um, beneficial to anyone. And maybe, maybe parents or school board members or someone that knows more about this uh, can shed some more light on this. I, I, I just, it just seems wrong. And I also heard that um, on the, they were trying to uh, appropriate $800,000 on the Tongue River side to build houses for teachers to come in and rent. And I don't, I, I don't know what, as taxpayer, um, both sides of the district should be treated equally. I don't know what they have planned for the Bighorn side. But it would seem to me, if they're trying to attack, attract teachers, they could use that money that they're planning to buy land and build houses and give the existing teachers um, raises and more benefits to attract more teachers rather than try and become real estate agents uh, for the taxpayers' dollars that we're using to, to support the schools. And I, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I haven't had a chance to verify any of this. So if people know more than I do about it, maybe they could call in and shed some light on it. Okay, interesting. As far as the valedictorian, the salutatorian, however it's pronounced, um, isn't don't they usually make that de- determination based on uh, GPA and? I don't know, whatever else. That you was know? my understanding, but... That, so, and I think that's the caller's that, grief. Right, and that's... Is, so my, my aunt, my, I guess my question to that would be, well, the if, they have, if they have numerous students that possibly have the same GPA, this, that, and the other, maybe that's why they yeah. did this? Is they, Very oh, well we've got, be, we've but, got five yeah. or six students with the same, you know, level of, you know, same GPA, same this, same that. So the fair way to do it would be to just draw as right. opposed to pick one. I, I don't know that. I don't, yeah. If somebody I, in the Bighorn School District knows, give us a call. But, but exactly, yeah. And maybe that is the case. And there's four students that had the exact right. same. Right. And they just basically, instead of... Hey, we're going to pick one and yeah. make the other three. We'll just flip a coin, basically. Um, now, the, his other comment about, um, and I know that school districts in, everywhere, and, and well, communities in general, are looking at um, not being able to hire employees because they, they, you can hire someone, but then where are they going to live? Yeah. You know, like Buffalo, as an example, the, the housing rates down there are through the roof, which I'm sure they are here in Sheridan an, as well. Yeah, it's an issue here. So there, there's a lot even, of teachers that accept a position mm-hmm, and then... Then realize they, they can't afford to And live then here. they have to turn it down and then... Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem. And I know years ago, like at the turn of the century, there were school districts in rural areas that had um, dormitories, for lack of a better term, but for their teachers or for nurses or for whatever, where these um, young people would come in and, and teach their kids or work in the local hospital or clinic or whatever, and then they would have a subsidized housing mm-hmm. to 
help them out because you know they're not making a mint obviously when you first start out so i think that's probably what what tongue river is looking at is something similar to that which there again you got an argument either way you know why don't we make an incentives for people to show up well incentives work great until you realize that you can't afford housing yeah. so i don't know but the housing issues I mean, I've been here for 21 years, and it was an issue when I moved here. Right. I, I almost left right when I moved here because yeah. the apartment I was in looked like something out of <laughs> Texas <laughs> Chainsaw Massacre. It was terrible. It yeah. was hideous. I, you know, and, and that's 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 what was available. The thing that gets me is that the house that I'm in now, I've had for 20 some odd years, and the kid, our kids, are looking at rent, you know, and trying to figure out where they where they can live. They're looking for upgrades, whatever else, and they're having issues with this. And if they, if my kids knew what I paid for mortgage, they would be upset. Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's half of what they're being paid or yeah. what they're paying for rent. You know, but I've been in there for twenty some odd years too. Right. But you know. I think they the kids nowadays are having a bigger issue than even you you and I did the mm-hmm. you know Gen X, and we didn't have it easy by any means. Our parents, you know, they had you know all the 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 benefits and they had all the you know, the pensions and all that stuff, which we didn't get when we started into the working uh, area, but we managed. But I think that the, our kids are having a bigger issue with that than we are than we did. Mm-hmm crazy slippery slope no kidding um real quick we got a few minutes left here i wanted to touch on the uh buffalo lions club fishing derby that's coming up uh, starts tomorrow and yeah. be going through the weekend it was a big deal and it, and it has been it would have been 40 years but they had one year that they weren't able to put it on yep and so rough this is the 39th annual but here a couple of years back i remember and i did some stories on this at the time but the president of the lions club was really concerned that they might have to put the kibosh on this because they were getting no new members in the and that's across the board all of these you know fraternal organizations or whatever you want to call them are not getting younger members to come in and do things like you know like our parents did or even us um, so they were wondering if they were even going to be able to put this thing on because they had like a handful of people that were doing everything. And right. that is a huge undertaking every year with getting all the prizes together, yeah. putting the fish together. They're out there every day, 24 hours a day, essentially. There's a lot of organizing. And, yeah. And, and to put this thing on. But um, in the last year, a couple of years, Apparently, it's gotten a little better. They've gotten a few people that are showing up to help, and they've gotten some mm, other people that like cooks. They had a, they have a really good cook that came in that is helping to run the the r- restaurant area out there at the Lions Club, for lack of a better term. And so, as as the guy I talked to yesterday said, he's he's like, well, yeah, it makes it a lot easier when you got somebody that knows what they're doing. Has been a line cook for forty years, and you know it keeps us from stumbling over each other and making a mess in there. So it, they've gotten some help, and that's that's good. That's good to hear. This I don't know what this what this means to the local economy, not just in Johnson County, but in Sheridan County as well. But it's got to be a huge, huge boost, yeah, to the local economy. 
out there, I would assume. And there are a lot of people in Sheridan. Well, how many people take part in that? Oh, it's thousands. Yeah. I mean, when you have that kind of numbers, it has to affect yeah. the local economy. And, and like you said, in not just Johnson County, Sheridan County. Sure. These people just aren't staying in one spot. Right. And one of the things that the guy said is, sure, we have people from Sheridan, Buffalo, and, and, and Gillette, but they have people from Montana, Colorado, Rapid City. It's from all over the region. So... And it's been that way during this thing's whole existence. I remember y- years ago, you go out there and it looked like a small town, a small city out there at the lake. It was crazy. Anyway, glad to hear that they've, uh, they're going to be able to do this for years to come. So that's cool. Good. Okay. That'll do it for us on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Thanks for your calls. And we will come back with another topic next week. See you on Thanks. Simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Can you believe that here? Hearing loss affects more than 36 million Americans. Hi, this is Elizabeth with EBA Hearing. Did you know that more than half of all hearing impaired persons are younger than 65? And with the increased abuse of headphones and earbuds, the number of young people with hearing loss is growing. Also, leaving hearing loss untreated may negatively impact your cognitive health. In the spirit of Better Hearing Month, we're offering free hearing tests and consultations. For your hearing wellness, call EBA Hearing today, 674-8920. That's 674-8920. If time and money are important you owe yourself to visit valvoline express care for your next oil change or automotive repair they perform quality oil changes quickly no appointment necessary they service all vehicle makes and models with products that exceed manufacturer specifications to ensure your new vehicle warranty remains intact if your car needs new brakes battery tires alignment or has a check engine light on they can take care of that too valvoline express care powered by the brand you trust 752 coffeine avenue Mossholder's Design Center Memorial Day Sale is going on now. Save on every single purchase, store-wide, in-stock, or special order. Find your favorite recliner, sofa, sectional, or mattress. Choose from lots of in-stock dining and bedroom groups. Complete your look with new wall art, table lamps, area rugs, and more. Let Mossholders help you refresh your home's look in time for summer. 12-month no-interest financing is available with approved credit. Mossholder's Memorial Day Sale ends this Monday. Mossholder's, furniture is our passion. Will you be a winner in our $2,000 gift card giveaway at the Sheridan Commercial Company? Hi, Kurt Smith here. Today through Friday, June 2nd, we're giving away $200 in gift cards each day for 10 days. So come in today and register. In fact, you can come in every day and register. No purchase necessary. There are lots of chances to win. You could be part of the $2,000 gift card giveaway. Sign up today. Thanks from the Sheridan Commercial Company. We appreciate your business. Open seven days a week. 
let's get ready for summer. We have your yard care essentials in stock and ready to go. Grass seed, John Deere mowing equipment, rakes, shovels, garden supplies, bird feeders, and more. Also, get your free gift with any $20 purchase. Come in to visit us at CMB Supply on Heartland Drive, Monday to Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturdays, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. From the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM and News Talk 930. K-R-O-B, Sarah.